Many of you have been waiting for BYU to make a move on their offensive staff, and they officially did that Thursday, hiring TJ Woods as BYU's new offensive line coach as well as run game coordinator. There's no better person to talk to about this than a guy that's going to play directly underneath him, and that would be Connor Pay, a regular guest here on the program. We'll talk about Coach Woods and what Connor makes of Coach Woods' addition to the BYU staff. It's all ahead on Locked on Cougars. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. Thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Thank you to all of you who are everydayers with us right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, as always. And this is your original daily podcast focused on all things BYU. And we are brought to you today by our friends over at Game Time. Download the Game Time app today, create an account, use the promo code Locked On College for $20 off your first purchase. All right, please welcome in now Connor Pay. BYU team captain, obviously a guy who's been a regular here on the podcast all season long and obviously into the offseason here as well. Connor, what's going on, my man? How was your Christmas season so far? It's going good. Just got back to my parents' house today, so all the festivities will be in full swing soon. So, All right. We'll talk more about those festivities here in a moment, but let's talk about the topic du jour uh, real quick. TJ Woods, it's officially official. He has been hired as BYU's new offensive line coach as well as run game coordinator. Uh, I'm assuming you've had a chance to meet up with him, get to know him a little bit. Uh, give me your first impressions of Coach Woods. I'm a, I'm a big fan of him. Uh, you know, just in meeting with him, and, you know, getting to work with him a little bit over these last couple weeks. Um, really hard-nosed dude. You know, he's going to be a, a disciplinary, which I, I think is exactly what we need. And he's a really good teacher. You know, just in the in the once or twice that I've worked with him so far, it's been very, very detailed. Um, and, you know, I think just in talking with him, too, about what he believes, I mean, he looks the part. Um, and... You know, he kind of exudes uh, what you want in an O-line coach, someone who's tough, who's going to push us to be our very best. But also, on the flip side of that, he's going to, um, you know, he's going to he's going to love us just as hard. And you know, you can you can only push someone as far as they trust you. Um, and so, I think uh, I think he has a good balance of that. He's already building trust with me. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm fired up that he's here. Now, you mentioned the fact that <clears throat> he looks the part. Well, he had the beard, obviously, <laughs> at some of his previous stops in his coaching career. And I remember seeing some pictures of him. I'm like, I wonder what he's going to look like without a beard and everything. And the graphic comes out from BYU Sports <laughs> Information. And I got to say, Coach Woods might have the best mustache in the entire football program. And we got a few guys that are sporting him right now. Coach Roderick among them. Brandon Despain, who's your video guy, has got a good one going. But I think Coach Woods takes the, takes the cake on all of it. Yeah, no, A-Rod's got some competition now, and, and uh, I don't know, Coach Woods has got to compete with Doc Maine. 
Okay. Yeah, well, that's a good point. Get, yeah. Get some of those swirls going. So <laughs> yeah. I forgot about Dr. Main. Yeah. He's got, he's got an elite <laughs> one as well. Actually, the best part is I, I can, I can remember it specifically at least four times in the season, Connor, I do these uh, mailbag editions of these po- of the podcast and listeners would be like, Hey, who's this guy that's got the rolly fingers mustache on BYU sideline. That'd be the one, the only Dr. Skyler Maine. So yes, <laughs> and he does, does great work, obviously in his own right as you guys is a chief of sports science, but uh, talking a little more specifically about coach Woods, uh, you and I talked last week about uh, your decision to come back to play for BYU. Uh, how big of a role, because I'm assuming you had an inkling of Coach Woods being hired, how big of a role did his hire uh, play in you deciding to return for another season? Uh, a huge role, a huge role. That was kind of that was kind of the thing I was waiting for, mm-hmm. um, was to see who who the offensive line coach would be just because I'd kind of done my due diligence with the NFL stuff mm-hmm. knew on that front it would be a wiser decision to come back academically it would be a wiser decision to come back and so I was just waiting for that last piece uh, of the puzzle you know because the the reality is is you know this is my last shot you know this is my senior year I got to get my NFL stock back to where it was at the end of 2022. Um, and, or even higher if we can, um, um, you know, you need, you need a a great coach to help you do that. And so that was kind of the, the last piece of the puzzle that I needed. And then when, uh, when coach Kalani and coach A-Rod told me that they were going with coach Woods, that kind of, you know, that's, that solidified the, the decision for me after I'd met with him a couple of times and got to hear a little bit about his philosophies and how he's going to coach and, you know, I feel like he's going to fit in really good in our room and he's going to push us to the brink to be our best. And, and, you know, that's exactly what I'm looking for. And so, you know, I think he, he was kind of the, the, uh, the final, uh, the final piece there that I needed him and our GA Braden Kearsley. I think them together is kind of exactly what, you know, I need to, um, elevate my, my own play individually, but also, you know, the play of the entire room because, um, you know, for a lot, in a lot of ways, how your NFL stock goes is how the team goes, um, you know, and so we come out and we win eight, nine games next year, chance at a conference championship, go play in a good bowl game like that, that can do more for your draft stock than almost anything else. And so I think he's, you know, he's a great fit for the job to help me as an individual, but then also, you know, our entire room and our whole offense. Now, I know a handful of people who know Coach Woods, and when I started hearing the rumors of him being hired and started asking around about him, uh, one of them in particular, Connor, said this. Uh, and I'll, I'll, I'm going to say the direct quote, and I'm going to get your response to this. Coach Woods is a hard-ass, and a hard-ass meaning in a good way. Your response. That's exactly what we need. That's exactly what we need. That's, I mean, for me individually, um, you know, I've always been coached that way. That's that's how my dad was growing up. That's how, you know, my high school coaches were. That's how Coach Grimes and Coach Mateos were when I first got to college. Um, and you know, I think, I think for offensive line, that's you have to have that. You have to have that. And and I I could just tell even in our one on one sessions, you know, that that's how it was going to be, and that's that's what you need. It's definitely what you need. 
All right, I got a couple more questions about Coach Woods, his philosophy, and how you think it'll work out. We'll get to that here in just a moment. Before we do that, I do want to remind you guys uh, that we obviously have a lot going on with regards to the holiday season, so stay with us throughout the upcoming season, and we'll talk uh, more about Coach Woods with Connor Pay here in just a moment. Now, today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Game Time. Game Time is here for you to get you out to all the events you want to go to, whether it's sports, music, comedy, theater events near you. They've got all the options available. They have killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee. Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets to the event you're looking to go to. They want to make it essentially as easy as possible so you can look forward to the event you're going to rather than have to worry about anything else going on. You can go online. They have tickets right up to the start of the event, even in after-hour or even an hour after it starts, if you're still looking to go, it's the best place to find last-minute seats. And the best part is they have exclusive flash deals and sponsor deals for tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. And with zone deals, you pick the section and game time picks the seats for an average of 18% in terms of overall savings. So really, really simple, my friends. And the best part is they also get the best price guarantee. If you find tickets in the same section in row four or less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Take the guesswork out of buying your tickets with game time today my friends download the game time app Game time app, excuse me. Create an account and use the promo code Locked On College for twenty dollars off of your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem the promo code Locked On College. That's L O C K E D O N C O L L E G E for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Continuing on now with Connor Pay, and obviously a uh, big thanks to you, Connor, for taking the time during the holiday season. And uh, now with Coach uh, uh, Woods coming in here, he is obviously going to be coming in with his own philosophy and how he wants to operate things. And you uh, made a statement last week, I think a lot of people latched on to, saying that the last three years you felt like development hadn't been happening uh, for the offensive line. Uh, do you believe that Coach Woods, you already alluded to the fact he's a very good teacher, do you believe that the development factor will return in spades here for BYU on the O-line. Yeah, I do for that exact reason, just his his detail as a teacher because that's what young guys, that's what freshmen and sophomores, that's what they need is they need to be taught. You know, they may not quite be ready physically yet mm -hmm. to go and do some of the things, but you know, <clears throat> I think that's why I feel very fortunate that I had someone like coach Grimes and coach Mateos here as a freshman so I could I learned everything down to the detail um, and, uh, you know, built a really good foundation. And, uh, you know, because I think the, the portal is a great thing and it, it helps us, uh, you know, to fill certain gaps that we need. But sustained um, success, that's from recruiting high school kids and yeah. developing them. You can't you, you can't live off the portal every single season. Um, you know, we're probably going to need more help with it, you know, these last season, this season, maybe next season as we transition into, you know, full-time members of a power five conference, but, you know, recruiting high school kids, developing them, that's how you have sustained success in college football. And then the portal can just be kind of icing on the cake in some areas that you need it. Um, and I definitely think that coach Woods will bring that aspect to our team. And I'm really excited about it. I'm excited for the young guys, the freshmen coming in and, and some of the younger guys who maybe have been here, but have multiple years after this to get to develop under him. 
Now, he he's a guy that, I, I based on everything you say, he's a very no-nonsense, just kind of straightforward, let's get to work. Uh, you talk about Braden Kearsley as well. And uh, Braden obviously played at BYU for a time, then left the program, uh, finished his collegiate career elsewhere, uh, started his coaching career elsewhere, but now has come back to BYU as a, as a GA, as you mentioned. Uh Kearsley is a guy that I really have enjoyed watching him do his thing because in the interim between uh, when they let Coach Funk go and Coach Woods being hired, a lot of that fell to Braden Kearsley in terms of the recruiting and being able to make sure that you guys as offensive linemen in the program were uh, comfortable and I'm sure in in some respects (coughs) re-recruiting you guys to make sure that you stayed on board with the football program. Can you speak to Coach Kearsley and what he has meant to you personally? Um, Coach Kearsley has been huge been huge he's he's a great technique teacher as well and uh he's a he's a massive reason why i stayed at byu this last season mm-hmm. um and uh you know it's i can't i can't say enough good things about him you know just a great person but a great football coach you know i i mean i i wish we would have made a bowl game for a lot of reasons but one of those reasons would have been you know coach Kearsley would have had the room mm-hmm. for two and a half three weeks and prep for a game and uh, you know, I kind of wish I could have experienced that where he's uh, running the room and prepping us for a game. But, um, you know, he's he's a great teacher. He's going to be one of the top O-line coaches in college football for decades to come. Um, and, you know, he's helped me a ton already on an individual basis. And uh, I know he's helped the group, you know, because he was kind of his, his, his specialty or kind of where Coach Funk had him working a, a lot was with pass protection last mm-hmm. year. A lot of our individual drills, that was kind of his focus, um, you know, and, and we pass protected really well uh, for the most part last year. I think we were, I don't know, I can't remember what we were. We were top 30, I think, in the country in terms of pass protection, you know, um, and, you know, he was a large part of that. And and so, you know, can't say enough good things about Coach Kearsley, I just hope we can. I hope we can hang on to him because uh, he's going to be highly sought after. I think so. <clears throat> Has he ever told you about his famous viral moment in the BYU Utah rivalry as a recruit? <laughs> he's. I don't know the full story. Well, I don't know the full story, but okay. Well, on social media, he was a guy who locked in with BYU early on and was a Cougar, and he famously got a letter from the University of Utah, and uh, that happens. They they all like to recruit the same guys. It feels like a lot of the time, and he famously uh, posted a picture online of him burning said letter from the University of Utah, and it legitimately <laughs> like lit uh, rivalry Twitter on fire. And I I use that figuratively because he literally writ, lit the the letter on fire and it went absolutely viral on social media. I'm texting him right now. <laughs> what are you going to say? You're going to ask him. Asking, did you burn a letter from Utah's recruit? <laughs> he, he was, he became a, let's just put it this way. He became a legendary uh, fan favorite in that moment alone, Connor. And obviously, uh, as you mentioned, he's done very, very good things. And Connor, if you're watching this on YouTube, he's legitimately sending a text. This is awesome. I got to ask him. If he, if, 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 that's diehard. Okay. And then he goes to freaking Oregon state. Yeah. Okay. Uh. If, if he were, if he responds, but while, 
while we're still recording, I need you to read the response if it is, you know, like, like appropriate for air, but we're podcasting, so it really is anything's appropriate, but nonetheless. Okay, uh, so last couple of things for me on this front, as you talk about uh, what's going on with recruiting and everything, you talked last week how you'll be involved with maybe uh, going after some, some uh, being involved with the transfer portal and the like. Uh, what is your confidence level that BYU in, the, I guess, the month ahead here, via transfer portal, high school ranks, et cetera, BYU will add some guys on the O-line and the offense as a whole. Confident. Um, you know, I think there's a couple guys where it might it might take a little longer just uh, because of some school stuff Yeah. Uh, at, at the schools that they're currently at, but that's an academic thing, not a, not a football thing. And so it might be a little longer than a month, but – um, no, I feel good, and I think I think there'll be a, a heavier offensive emphasis on the second signing day coming up in February. Um, and you know, in terms, I mean, getting um, you know some of these recruits that just signed, you know, from Palo Alto, and then you know with Joe Brown coming back from his mission, um, you know, my brother will join in June. Um, and I think there might be one other in June, but I can't remember. Um, and so there, there's going to be some young guys, um, and there'll probably be one or two more just from, uh, um, you know, signing the high school kids who graduate this year. But um, I think – I know they want to get – maybe I think A-Rod mentioned in his interview yesterday that he wants to get one or two portal offensive linemen. Mm-hmm. So I, I anticipate that happening um, pro- probably in the next month, you know, because, I mean, definitely, hopefully before the portal period ends, you know, unless they're a graduate transfer, then they can come whenever they want. But um, then if not, then we'll, I know for sure we'll have some guys coming during that second portal period, you know, just when some academic things uh, um, finish up. And so I think we're definitely going to add a couple – just like we talked about, or just to fill a couple gaps, because you know now that Braden Kime is coming back too, yeah. we kind of have a good core um, of, of dudes returning and some young guys who are developing really well who can push for bigger roles this season. And so now it's just a couple spots to help fill out the depths a little bit more. Uh, what is your favorite part about? I guess in a way you're like a player host, and you're you're essentially helping recruit these guys to BYU. What's your favorite part about that whole process? Um, I think just meeting the dudes, you know, there's a lot of cool people in the world, you know, and from all, all kinds of different backgrounds and, you know, especially, you know, kind of the older guys, the portal transfer guys, uh, getting to hear about their experience in college football so far, um, you know, when you host them and getting to just learn more about their lives, you know, this, I think, you know, I have a, I believe personally that it's, you know, the connection with other people that makes life a special thing. Um, and so I think that's probably my favorite part about the recruiting process. Not only is getting to kind of share, you know, why, why I think BYU is a great place mm-hmm. and why it can set you up for success for the rest of your life, not just in football. But on the other hand, I get a, I get to meet so many cool dudes who have done some pretty amazing things in their football careers, and they're also just great people. So, essentially, you get to show off BYU is what it sounds like. Yeah, <laughs> nothing wrong with that. All right, I got a couple more questions before we cut. He curiously Connor. texted me back. Oh, okay. Go, please. What did he say? 
He said, LOL, yes. <laughs> so he acknowledges, okay, well, hey, he. It, I, I'm telling you, Connor, if you wouldn't, I think that's back, wow, It's it's been... Jeez, I can't remember the year that happened, but it it made you know you know rivalry Twitter as well as anybody because you're on social media, and it was it was one of those days you'll never forget because that that photo just took off. So, so he's probably not happy that you 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 know about this now, but we can probably find you the actual hard and fast evidence online at some point for you. Oh, I'm gonna go dig through his Twitter now. <laughs> we'll find it, no doubt. We'll try to find it. All right, we'll get a couple more questions with Connor before we cut him loose. Here, got a couple other things you need to touch on before we do that, though. Uh, need to get to a couple other things right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at FanDuel. FanDuel has been working with us all football season long. And, of course, as the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot with our friends at FanDuel. Right now, new customers, you get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Simply put, if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. They've got daily specials that are available all the time. And if football is not your sport of choice, they've got basketball, they've got baseball future, they've got everything you could want. And it's all available on the FanDuel app. The app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So take advantage today and get that $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. Visit FanDuel.com slash on and kick off the NFL season and have some fun, my friends, with our friends at FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. Today's show is also brought to you by our friends at Utah Community Credit Union. They have the Learn and Earn feature as part of the UCCU mobile banking app that is paying your entire family to learn about money. Of course, all of us want to be smarter when it comes to our finances, and we might not always know the answers. That's where Learn and Earn steps in. It breaks down financial topics into fun, bite-sized educational games, and every time a family member completes a topic, your earned points can be accrued and redeemed for gift cards to stores like Amazon, Apple, Sephora, Walmart, Nike, and many, many more. There's age-appropriate content for every member of the family who can compete against one another for and track your progress on leaderboards. And the best part is Learn and Earn is available inside the UCCU mobile banking app, so you can play it literally anytime, anywhere. The more you play, the more you learn. And of course, the more you learn, the more you earn. It's all part of Learn and Earn, part of UCCU's award-winning Be Money Smart Youth Banking Program, helping kids, teens, and parents have fun while becoming more financially literate together. It's all courtesy of friends at UCCU. Love where you bank. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. I want to remind you guys, please sign up for our subtext community. Uh, it's a great way to interact with the show and me personally. Maybe at some point we'll get Connor on to answer some of your questions. Of, it's essentially via text message. You want uh, direct access, you can sign up and in the show notes below on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. 14-day free trial. It's uh, Like I said, it's a direct line of communication with the show. And then $4.99 a month afterwards. And we'd love for you guys to be a part of that. So sign up today and join the crew there. Continuing on now with Connor Pay and uh, Connor, you, you talk about uh, what uh, the changes with the football program are, and obviously uh, you guys coming off that five and seven season. As you guys enter essentially the the, the winter conditioning phase, I know that starts officially when school begins for you guys. Uh, what is your confidence level that the football program is um, ready to bounce back and get back to being a bowl eligible team? You talked about earlier how you'd like to. Increase your stock as an offensive lineman, NFL draft wise. What is your confidence level that the program is hungry and motivated and ready to bounce back? Very confident. I mean, everyone, everyone's pissed, um, and you know, just wanting to right, you know, the wrongs a little bit and just coming up short. And you know, in a lot of ways, last season. And so, guys have been 
in the building training, working on stuff all December long. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think, I think we're going to come back, um, fired up and ready to go come January. Uh, and you know, the new strength staff and the sports science staff is going to have a, going to have a heck of a program, uh, you know, ready for us. And so we got to be ready to roll. You're going to get run over, you know, the, the train's going to keep going regardless of whether you're ready to be on it or not. So, um, I think, uh, you know, I'm very confident. I think, uh, you know, the, the pieces are being put together, you know, with the coaching staff and the new strength staff. This will be the first full off season that we have with this, um, new strength staff in place. Um, and so, you know, we'll get to follow their program over a whole six, seventh month period to prep us for a season. And I'm, I'm really fired up about that personally for my own development and also for, you know, the team. It's going to be, I think that's going to make a huge difference for us too. And so, um, yeah, I'm very confident. You talk about that strength staff. Coach Phyllis obviously leading the way there. Uh, in many respects, Connor, strength coaches have more contact and more direct impact on football programs than almost any other person in a football program. Uh, what do you like about Coach Phyllis and his philosophy? Um, you know, I think Coach Phyllis has been has been awesome so far. And, and you know, he kind of came in at a weird time mm-hmm. uh, where we had gone through two different strength coaches in one offseason season finally got our final one put in place and it was June, you know, and he had, he had two months to get us ready for a training camp. So, um, you know, and I think he did a great job with it and, you know, modifying things in season to keep us, you know, strong and, and healthy, um, for the most part. And, and, you know, a lot of it is now adjusted to velocity based training, which is what most of the country has moved to now. And our, our numbers are actually getting stronger as the season went on rather than, um, you know, getting weaker. And that, that in large part is because of Coach Phyllis and his, uh, and uh, you know, the programs he designs for us, you know, as he's working hand-in-hand hand with, you know, Colby Clawson and, and Doc Main um, and, uh, you know, our other strength coaches and our nutritionist Dan and all those guys all bringing it together. Um, and I know that, uh, I mean, every, the thing I do love about coach Phyllis is you could ask him why we're doing anything in our training program. And he could on the spot, tell you exactly why we're doing it. And, you know, as a player that gives you a lot of confidence, you know, where it's like, we're not just doing things just to do it. And, you know, if you, if you really want to get into it, he'll get into it with you. I've sat down in his office with him four or five times where he's, drawn things up on the whiteboard for me, explaining the process of how it's going to work throughout this off season and, and why we're doing the things we're doing. And, um, you know, and so I, I, uh, I'm really grateful for him for that. I'm grateful that he's here and he's putting together a great staff, um, you know, with, uh, with all those other guys. And I think they're bringing in, uh, bringing in a couple more too, hopefully here soon. And, uh, then the staff will kind of be complete and, you know, him and coach Tanner won't have to do the weight room stuff on their own, you know? So, uh, but no, I'm really glad he's here and, you know, I have a, a ton of respect for him. All right. We'll get it. <clears throat> Excuse me. We'll get you out of here on some frivolity uh, real quick. Connor, you talked earlier on the podcast about uh, being home with your family. Uh, what does a pay family Christmas look like? Sound like, what do y'all do? Well, so tonight we're going to go to my aunt and uncle's house in Sandy. Um, and, uh, you know, we always do 
they always host a, a, a dinner there a couple days before Christmas. And, um, that's when people like put out the family Christmas pajamas or whatever. Somebody dresses up as Santa for the little kids uh-huh. and somehow they still don't know that it's their uncle, you know, with a white beard on and a hat. Is this, like, is this, is this you that you're talking about? That gets to dress no, up? It's okay. not. I have not, I have not, <laughs> I have not earned the right okay. to be yeah. Santa at the, at the paid Christmas party. I don't know if I'll ever get that right. But I'm just like, man, these kids are idiots. Like, that's you're around this dude all the time, and you're sitting on his lap, and they're all freaking out. And it's like Santa. It's like, bro, come on. But um, it's like you're ten, dude. You can't figure this out. But um, you know, like it's and so that's usually what we'll do. That's tonight. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow we're just chilling. Nothing too crazy. Saturday, I don't know if we have any family stuff on Saturday. We might just get together and just hang out. And then Christmas Eve is the big one where everyone kind of gets together. We do, uh, we do, we do a nativity scene together. That's been a that's been a paid family tradition for forty or fifty years. Okay. Um, and you know, Caleb Etienne is going to be with us this year, so we got to figure out what part he's playing and see if we have any shepherd's clothes or something that'll fit that dude. But um, are are you a shepherd typically? What's your role? I bounce around. I bounce around. You know, I'm typically you know a wise man. Okay. Wise man. Um, uh, I've been a shepherd too. Um, but yeah, everyone kind of does different things cause everyone wants to try something different than what they did the year before. Sure. Uh, and so we'll do that. And then, uh, Christmas Eve, once everybody leaves, we'll, you know, get into our Christmas pajamas. My mom does a different one every year or whatever. And then, and then we'll go to bed. And then my parents always do the thing where they make us all sleep in like one section of the house so they can keep the, so they can keep an eye on us and do whatever they want to do uh-huh. on, on Christmas Eve. Sometimes they're more discreet about it than others, but, um, actually I'll tell, can I tell a funny story about that? Actually, Go right on Since ahead. It's the podcast, I can say whatever the hell I want. Right? Yeah. Um, so there was one year, this was probably 2015 or 2016, uh, maybe a little later, maybe 17. And we're all sleeping in like one corner of our house where a couple of bedrooms are out where my room and then my other little brother's bedroom were. And there's only one hallway to get to the main part of the house from there. So my parents can kind of keep an eye on and make sure we're not trying to sneak out and see what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is when my youngest brother, Austin was, he was young. He was probably eight or nine. And so, you know, he's all fired up about the Santa stuff. Of course, like Santa's coming <clears throat> and he's pretty, I mean, he was, he was fat, but he was like, he was a big kid back then too. A little tubby, kind of more of a circle, but, um, you know, he could, he still had some juice behind him. He could get going a little bit. <laughs> and we start hearing all these banging noises and, and me and my older sister and our my middle brother, Trevor, we like, we kind of know what's going on. We're like, geez, like they must be moving something big. And Austin's freaking out that like Santa's in the house. Santa, he is like fighting all three of us trying to get out the door. And like, she's like, like I said, this dude was big. He was probably over 200 pounds almost. And he was like nine. And, uh, so my, I'm like, all right, you guys hang on to him. I'm going to go out there and figure out what's going on. So I walk out there and it's my dad, Mike Empey, James Empey. And, uh, and, uh, another family friend 
carrying that f- like 500 pound granite slab for a pool table oh, down our down our stairs and they're like our stairs the ones like goes down halfway it's a little it thing ha- has a turn, they're yeah. trying to round the corner they're all drenched in sweat it's like two in the morning <laughs> and they are banging the walls and doing all kinds of stuff I'm like, you guys have got to be quiet. Austin's freaking out in there. And they're all like, oh, shut up. Like, they're all mad because they can't get the stay around the corner. And they're all old and fat. And they're dying trying to carry this thing down there. Um, and, and that was so funny. I, we had to go back in there. And I just had to sit on the ground in front of the door. Or else Austin was going to freaking fight all of us to get out there so he could see Santa. But hey, I, I, that's, a, that's just a glimpse into, you know. A pay family Christmas. Next time I see Mike, like, next time I talk to Mike Empey, I'm gonna have to bring this up and and run it by him. I, I'm interested to hear his. I'm pretty sure it was Mike and James. Were both okay. there. All right. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was them. Well, that's that's an incredible story. That's awesome. <laughs> that's that's some good insight into the pay family Christmas. Uh, one other thing before we let you go, real quick though, uh, you guys don't get a lot of downtime as student athletes, obviously with school and football, but you do have a little bit of downtime here before the uh, semester begins in January. Uh, what are you gonna do? What are you looking forward to uh, to doing with this downtime um i think you know still taking time to get healthy okay you know while also training at the same time um because if if you take these couple weeks off completely you'll be so far behind when we come back uh january 8th and so i'll go i'll I'll lift with and around with like my brother and stuff here but then we'll also go to our trainer dave strohshine uh who uh you know, I've been going with since I was, you know, like in sixth or seventh grade. I'll spend some time with him um, and, uh, you know, just trying to prep my body for, you know, the gauntlet that is winter training a little bit while at the same time trying to get completely healthy. Um, and so I think that's what I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to, you know, getting my body right a little bit and then but also just prepping for for January. It's good. It's good on the, on your men and your mental too, uh, to just kind of be away from football for a little bit, mm-hmm. reset, get your body right, jump back in. All right. Well, looking forward to it, Connor. Uh, as I mentioned last week, we're going to have you on periodically throughout this uh, off season, uh, getting you to check in and uh, let, let people know uh, how things are going within the football program. But I uh, want to thank you as always for taking the time and uh, congrats on the, I guess the, I should say to you, the, the, the new hire, obviously, and looking forward to the future here. Thank you. I'm fired up about it. Thanks for having me on. All right, that's Connor Pay. I'm Jay Catch. A big thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day, everybody. Hope you have a fantastic day whenever you hear this. Want to wish you all a Merry Christmas and a, uh, obviously a happy holiday season. We're going to be back uh, next Tuesday, so December 26th is the plan is to have our next episode then. Uh, so rejoin us then. Obviously, enjoy your holiday, and we'll talk to you guys again soon right here on the Locked On Cougars podcast.